0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues.
1: Outlasting the gay revolution. After the Supreme Court decision, after the Kentucky clerk fiasco, how long will the church survive? Of course, Dr. Michael Brown has written a book on this. The church will be triumphant.
0: Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmitt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name.
1: video interview live via Skype from North Carolina, our returning guest and a staunch advocate for religious freedom and the gospel of Jesus Christ, our dear friend, Dr. Michael Brown. Welcome to the program, sir. Great to be back with you, thanks so much. So Dr. Brown, you have written a new book, Outlasting the Gay Revolution, is that the title?
2: That's the title and the subtitle tells you everything where homosexual activism is really going and how to turn the tide.
1: How to Turn the Tide, so you have practical solutions for the Church of Jesus Christ to be triumphant, and explain what inspired you to write this new book. Well, we we
2: see the increasing societal madness. We see a society now celebrating a troubled person like Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. We see gender-neutral bathrooms in elementary schools where you don't have boys' rooms and girls' rooms anymore. You have Target stores saying that when you go to the toy section, it's not going to be based on boys and girls because that's offensive to people. You, You have the redefinition of marriage that is so radical that you now have things like female husbands and male wives and female fathers on birth certificates and male mothers on birth certificates. We, we see the increasing societal madness around us and many Christians many conservatives think we've lost the battle the war is over the culture wars are over we're told all the time you know it the ship is sailed we are just the outmoded bigots the younger generation gets this right our generation dies off it's all over I wrote Outlasting the gay revolution to say no no that's that's far from the fact one thing is gay activism has within itself the seeds of self-destruction. The other thing is that God's principles work, that God's principles last, that God's ways are ways of life. So as we live rightly, as we advocate truth, as we do the right things, as we have a multi-generational vision, unless Jesus comes first and seals everything up, I believe we will live to see the tide turn in America. And we're not talking about hating people. We're not talking about demonizing people. We're talking about what's doing what's best for society and God's ways will last. Light will overcome darkness.
1: Well, that's exciting. Who is the publisher and how can people get a copy of your new book? Uh,
2: The publisher is WorldNet daily. They are courageous and not afraid to put out books that are not politically correct. You can ask for it in your local bookstore, but I don't know if bookstores are willing to carry it yet. <laughs> but they can just go online and order at Amazon.com. In fact, if you go to Amazon and take a minute and read the reviews, the, the reviews from people who've read the book, overwhelmingly encouraged, excited, full of faith. I just saw someone post elsewhere they just bought six books to give to pastors. They're, they're, they're getting pumped up they're getting invigorated and there's tons of information documentation as to why change must come that's an eye-opener itself then you read the books from the trolls and the activists that just lie about it, blatant lies things about the book that are that are no more true than that the book is a commemoration of Elvis Presley I mean it's wild stuff and full of (laughs) hatred and bigotry and it's just like the writings of the Ku Klux Klan and stuff and you have to smile because when you see that level of desperation, you realize that people have a hard time dealing with the truth.
1: Well, you must have struck a nerve and many conservative activists are known by the enemies that we keep, so congratulations to you. Let's go back in history for a minute. We haven't had you on the show this year, but where were you and what were you thinking when the Supreme Court ruled back in June of 2015 that homosexual marriage is somehow a constitutional right?
2: I remember
1: exactly
2: where I was. Now, we knew this decision was coming, but we thought it was coming on a different day. Let me say, for several years, we knew this day was coming. We had an attorney with the Alliance Defending Freedom speak at a summer school class at our ministry school several years back, and he told us there will be a major Supreme Court decision they're involved with it. They said it's, it's going to ultimately come down to a five to four vote if we have the same people still on the court at that time, and it'll be Justice Kennedy deciding to vote. And so we, we all knew this was coming years back, and as it got closer and closer, we were thinking it's probably 80%, 90% that Kennedy is going to rule the wrong way. And of course, when you read his actual ruling, the, the reasons that he gives for redefining marriage can work just as well for polygamists, polyamorous, or even consensual uh, siblings. Why not? The the reason he gives opens the door wide and has nothing whatsoever to do with with the Constitution whatsoever. As other justices rightly pointed out, so we knew this was coming. It was no surprise. I wrote Outlasting the Gay Revolution, knowing that once this book is on its way to the printer, this decision is going to be made, and we know where it's going. We're almost sure the direction that it's going. I was in Israel, Chaplin. I had just arrived in Israel that morning. I was ministering in Tel Aviv. Late that afternoon, and when I finished the message in Tel Aviv, so we are seven hours ahead there of East Coast time. When I finished the message in Tel Aviv, then I saw all these texts coming in and people posting on our Ask Dr. Brown, Ask Dr. Brown, our Ask Dr. Brown Facebook page, which reaches tens of millions every week. And I'm flooded with: Is it really true? Did this really happen? Is it? I mean, people were almost hysterical over it. And I, my reaction was, we've been telling you for years this is coming. This is no surprise whatsoever. The good news is, as tragic and horrific and, and wrong-headed as the decision was, it has helped to galvanize conservative believers. It has helped to wake up the church. I hate to say I told you so, but we've been talking about these things for years. This is the Roe v. Wade of this generation yes a tragic ruling in 73 tens of millions of babies killed in the womb a horror beyond horrors and yet America is more pro-life today than it was in 1973 especially with the younger generation so this is galvanizing our side and we must stand together now and do the right thing
1: well I think you're right since the Obergefell versus Hodges decision in June of 2015 public opinion has shifted against homosexual marriage. It's funny how an act of judicial tyranny or activism or whatever you want to call it, reading something into the constitution that does not exist, and by the way, neglecting the first amendment religious freedoms of people that obviously is protected in the constitution, but not only has public opinion shifted toward the right or toward the Christian side, I think it's going to have an impact in the 2016 elections, even for president, what do you think?
2: It has to be an issue that comes up. Right now, the political wisdom would be yeah, there was a shift, but still the sentiments are for, quote, same-sex marriage. The sentiments are against the Christian views. We see the increasing demonization of Christianity in our culture. But for sure, the one who's going to go in on the Republican side must be on the right side of abortion and must be on the right side of marriage and family. If not, there, there's no way they're going to move forward if they don't take a clear stand on these issues, as some of the candidates have done. Most most have done in a very positive way. And for most, it's long term. And I believe it's sincere. Uh, the they, uh, evangelicals and conservative voters just won't back them, just as they were tepid about Romney and McCain. And that cost them the elections. You say, yeah, but American sen- sentiments right now, they'll never elect anyone that stands against same sex marriage. Well, we shall see. Because I believe if this politician can, can be strong in other areas, can be strong on the economy, can be strong on national security, can be strong on immigration, and holds to conservative moral values, that there are enough people that will vote for him or her. More importantly, I believe that God will back them and God will help them as they do the right thing. But Amen. no question. that that we are under attack and that gay activism has become the principal threat to freedom of religion, speech, and conscience.
1: I think you're right. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'll ask Dr. Michael Brown about Kentucky Clerk Kim Davis.
0: This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back.
1: Do you ever wonder how to discern your own thoughts from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or angels or invisible demons. I'm Dr. Chaps and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation, How to See the Holy Spirit, Angels and Demons. But now we have an exciting 17 part video Bible study on a four disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church. If you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99. Or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God, get this 17-part video series, and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org, get this important Bible study series for you and your church, or call us at 866-Obey-God right
0: now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, you're watching PIJN News. I'm joined again from North Carolina via Skype with Dr. Michael Brown, welcome back, sir. Great to be
2: with you, thank you.
1: So this summer, we've seen already some of the fallout of the Supreme Court Obergefell decision, and that is that homosexual marriage licenses must be issued in all 50 states, including Colorado and California, liberal states really, but have ballot initiatives where their state constitution prohibits issuing homosexual marriage licenses. Now we got to do it anyway. And this came to a head in Kentucky, where Rowan County clerk official Kim Davis, who is an elected official who was a Democrat, actually refused on for personal reasons to personally participate. Although her uh, employees eventually began issuing gay marriage certificates. She could not do it because it would violate her Christianity and her personal conscience. What do you think about the right of conscientious objectors?
2: The very first principle of eight in my book, Outlasting the Gay Revolution, is never compromise your convictions. Principle number four is refuse to redefine marriage. So she was living out exactly what we talked about. Now people say, oh, look, she was divorced multiple times. Yeah, she's a sinner saved by grace who remarried one of the men she was divorced from previously. And as she's become a committed Christian is seeking to live in a way that honors the Lord. So these were things that were part of her past history, which, which makes her understand why marriage is so important because she made a mess of it in the past. Now, as a Christian, is trying to do the right thing in her personal life and uh, in, in, in her responsibility in society. Look. The idea that we would come to the point in America where if you simply held to the view, which is the only view we've ever known or entertained in our history until recent years, and the only widespread societal view that's been known or entertained through almost all of human history, namely that marriage requires a man and a woman. Sometimes you could have a man and multiple women, but you always had a man and a woman. The idea now that if you simply say in conscience as a Christian, I cannot participate in or sanction a same-sex quote wedding and I say in quotes because once you redefine marriage you render it meaningless the idea that just saying I can't do this could could you up in jail you said no she went to jail because the court ordered her what well, the court ordered her to violate her conscience in the state of Kentucky when she was sworn in to her position and she had served in the in the county for decades, as had her mother before. It's a very small county, Rowland County, Kentucky. When she was sworn in, there was a constitutional amendment that defined marriage as the union of one man and one woman. And that, that was voted on by
1: 75% of the people. And in I'm Kentucky, told that all- that, uh, that law also would have punished the clerks who issue homosexual marriage certificates. So she ha- had to choose between two conflicting laws, which has still not been resolved by the Kentucky legislature. So she did what? She took a stand and went to jail.
2: Right. And and not only so, let's just remember this. Kentucky has a RIFRA Act, Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which says, unless it's going to cause undue hardship, that you accommodate the religious beliefs of of your constituents. And that, that does not exclude government officials. So remarkably, we are being told no, you do not have a right to religious beliefs. No, you do not have a right to hold to what was the law when you were sworn in. No, you must go with this radical redefinition when the court doesn't even have the right to make new laws. that has to be done by, by the other, other, other bodies uh, in, in our government. So the whole thing is outrageous from beginning to end. She did the right thing. And I wish there'd be a thousand more, 10,000 more, or a million more Kim Davises who say, hey, we, we love everybody. We're going to treat everyone the same. We want to protect everyone against discrimination and hatred, but we refuse to redefine marriage and we can't be part of it. Whether it's baking a cake, whether it's, it's shooting a, a wedding, whether it's issuing the marriage certificate, our conscience convicts us. We can't do it. And, and, and there's a great history in the Bible for people who did what was right rather than bow down to the authorities. Did they go to jail? Did they suffer? Yeah, they did but they did what was right and God blessed them for it. Who do we admire when we look back to the next generation? The ones who caved in, the ones who accommodated culture and abandoned their convictions or the one who stood for what's right?
1: You're absolutely right. Kim Davis is the Rosa Parks of our generation. Of course, Rosa Parks was put in jail for refusing to sit in, back, in the back of the bus. I think spent one night in jail. Kim Davis spent five days in jail for honoring Jesus Christ, for taking a stand for her Christian convictions. And by the way, her office was willing to issue the certificates just without Kim Davis's signature on it. She wouldn't personally lend her name or her title to those certificates. And now they are being issued under a judge's authority. What is going to happen going forward? And what should the church do? Should we be willing to go to jail like she did?
2: Oh, of course we should be willing to go to jail. Our brothers and sisters around the world are having their heads chopped off for the gospel. Our brothers and sisters around the world are watching their children being forcibly sold into slavery because they won't deny the faith. Our brothers and sisters uh, through, through history have suffered all kinds of atrocities. The idea of going to jail is, is child's play compared to, oh, it's a major thing and pulled away from family and, and who knows the, the setting of the jail and all that. I'm not saying it's a small thing, but it's child's play compared to, to having someone put a, here, some of my friends in India they came back with this account to me that in one particular state where there was heavy persecution a few years ago they would get a pastor and take his wife and children and pour gasoline on them and say deny jesus or we set your family on fire that's that's something we can't possibly imagine of course we go to jail of course we lose a promotion of course we lose friends of course we lose a job if that's what it takes to do what's right at the same time we stand up for what's right and because of our american system we fight for what's right, and at the same time, we build relationships with those who identify as LGBT and as followers of Jesus. We love our neighbors as ourselves, but where we feel a conviction that we can't redefine marriage or support other things that we know are wrong, we stand our ground. And that's why, again, principle number one in on outlasting the gay revolution, never compromise your convictions. Principle number two, take the highest moral ground. Don't respond to hate with hate. Don't respond to anger with anger. Don't respond to to insult with insult. Overcome evil with good. Bless those who curse you. Take the highest ground. And then principle number four, refuse to redefine marriage. That's what we must do. The idea that Kim Davis did this because she's a publicity seeker, obviously they have no clue who she is. They don't know the trauma, the pain, the weeping in private, the weeping during interviews. It's the last thing she asked for now going to jail. But her convictions are deep enough that despite all that, she stood for what's right. We get flustered when someone unfriends us on Facebook. We need to grow up and be strong.
1: I agree. We're gonna take another short break. When we come back, Dr. Michael Brown will explain the other parts of his new book.
0: Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back.
1: Do you ever wonder how to discern your own thoughts from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or angels? or invisible demons. I'm Dr. Chaps and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation, How to See the Holy Spirit, Angels and Demons. But now we have an exciting 17 part video Bible study on a four disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church. If you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99. Or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. Get this 17 part video series and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org, get this important Bible study series for you and your church, or call us at 866-Obey-God right now.
0: He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back. I'm joined for one last segment with Dr. Michael Brown. Talk about the title of your book and where people can buy it. Sure.
2: Outlasting the Gay Revolution, Where Homosexual Activism is Really Going and How to Turn the Tide. They can ask for it in their bookstore, but I don't know that bookstores are willing to carry it yet. They can order it online, amazon.com, and they can get it right from our website, askdrbrown.org.
1: What is Ask Dr. Brown? I know you host a radio show, but talk about your ministry.
2: Yeah, We have a wide-ranging ministry. We're on the air two hours live every day with the Line of Fire radio broadcast syndicated across America and available online. I write three to five new articles every week on critical cultural issues, things in the news, things having to do with Scripture, things having to do with Israel. Uh, We post all of those on the website. We put out several new videos every week, again, on cutting-edge issues. So those are available on the website as well. We are active in world ministry. I travel to the nations and preach. We have graduates from our ministry school that are serving all around the world on the mission field. As a Jewish follower of Jesus, I'm also involved in Jewish outreach, debating rabbis, equipping believers to witness to the Jewish people. So we have the Real Messiah website, which is also linked on Ask Dr. Brown as well. We have a ministry school where we teach and train people. So there are a lot of different things that we're involved with, but on a daily basis, we serve, and we always say this, as your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. So folks going to the Ask Dr. Brown website can really get equipped, built up, encouraged, edified. They'll know what's happening in the news, and they'll have a godly response.
1: Amen to that. So, and you did earn your doctorate in what?
2: Near Eastern languages and literatures from New York University. So Hebrew, Arabic, Babylonian, Assyrian, Aramaic, the ancient Semitic languages and all those uh, cultures surrounding the Bible.
1: I mean, this man is a biblical scholar, understands the Old Testament, especially backwards and forwards like very few people that I know. So talk about the rest of your book. You talked about principles one, two and four, but there are eight principles for how we can turn the tide. Uh, Principle number three,
2: sexual purity trumps sexual anarchy. And that chapter, I demonstrate, clearly through through polls, through graphs, I demonstrate how the primary reason that we are celebrating homosexuality in our culture today is not so much because we're more tolerant, but because we're less moral. This is part of the sexual revolution of the 60s. This is part of the sexual anarchy that was birthed in the 60s and, and even before. But that's when it came into full bloom in the 60s. So, what I show is that the same ones who are celebrating cohabitation and having kids out of wedlock and the new dating shows and the polyamory shows and the polygamy shows and the latest phases and, and, and crazes and whatever, these are the same ones celebrating homosexuality. That's a dead end streak. Sexual anarchy is not conducive to long-term stable relationships and that's why sexual purity trumps sexual anarchy. So as we build a culture of sexual purity and build that with our children and in our families by God's grace and help that will outlast sexual anarchy and then uh, we touched on refuse to redefine marriage the fourth principle because once you redefine it you render it meaningless then principle number five celebrate gender distinctions this is of critical importance because we see today a war on gender It's not a matter simply of having compassion on people who struggle with gender identity and the church must do that. Believers must do that. Try to understand what's happening with this two or three year old child. Try to understand what's happening with this family. Try to understand what's happening with this adult and provide a compassionate, loving place where they can find wholeness and healing and restoration. But there is an all out war on gender. The gender binary has become the enemy. Male, female distinctives have become the enemy. Sweden has now introduced a gender-neutral pronoun, hen, so you don't have to say he or she. There are people who just say, call me they, because I don't identify as either male or female, or I identify as both. It is social and moral insanity. It opens up the door where perception becomes reality. So if Rachel Dolezal perceives herself to be black, she's black. And if Bruce Jenner perceives herself to be a woman, he's a woman. So perception becomes reality. You, you cannot have that long-term in a functioning society. It is simply not feasible.
1: Well, they're, so, they're almost like legislating confusion as the new normal, and all of us who believe truth, they're labeling us as confused. They're saying the 99% of people who, you know, a man dresses as a woman, uh, or a man, us who are normal, they think we're the ones who are confused. Confused
2: and full of hate. So, when we say, you know, <laughs> hang on, uh, elementary school in San Francisco, you're removing all the bathrooms, boys and girls, and you're just making them all gender neutral, and, and you think this is being helpful and positive, what you need to do is if you've got a few kids in that school who are gender confused, reach out to them and help them, but don't impose their confusion on the whole school. That's like if you have one deaf kid, no one's allowed to talk, everyone has to use sign language. You have one blind kid, no one's allowed to open their eyes, you have to read Braille books. No, you help the blind kid, you realize there's a handicap. You help the deaf kid, you realize there's a handicap. You help the transgender kid, you realize there's a handicap. But you do not now turn society upside down. I had someone tell me in an animated way a few months ago in Charlotte, North Carolina, that it's primitive. What we do in the hospitals is primitive when we say it's a boy, it's a girl. To base gender on biology and chromosomes, I was told, is primitive. They say gender is what's between your ears, not what's between your legs. So if we celebrate gender distinctions, we're going to outlast this madness because male-female distinctions are what make the world go around. Then principle six, keep propagating the truth until the lies are exposed. (laughs) Many of the foundational principles of gay activism are based on lies. We just have
1: literally about 30 seconds left. Uh, If you want to know the rest of principles six, seven, and eight, please buy the book, Outlasting the Gay Revolution. Would you lead us in prayer?
2: Sure. Father, we look to you, our God, our King, we ask for an outpouring of mercy on America. We ask, O oh God, that you will turn our hearts, that you'll bring us to repentance, beginning in the church, that you'll pour out your love among those who identify as LGBT and bring them into your glorious truth. May we see the turning of the tide here in America to your honor and glory. In Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus' name, amen. Ask Dr. Brown.org. I think that's your website? Yes, sir. And I'm Dr. Chaps. Our guest has been Dr. Michael Brown. I recommend his book, Outlasting the Gay Revolution. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. If you can, donate at PrayInJesusName.org or call our prayer line at 866-ObeyGod. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time.